You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. We hope your employment rights are doing the job of keeping you informed about your rights at work. So in last week's podcast edition, we looked specifically at what happens if you're unfairly dismissed, but you have also done something to contribute to your own dismissal. This week, we kind of follow on from this to look at what happens if you're dismissed at work for misconduct or gross misconduct, but you believe your employer may have over-egged the issue and made the incident much bigger than it actually is or different from what actually happened just to sack you from your job. And we're looking into this because there have been many, many, many bullying victims who have found themselves on the receiving end of a dismissal for small, trivial matters, which have then been blown up to look much more serious as a way of giving the employer reason to dismiss. Now, if you are an employee and you have that magic two-year continuous employment service with your employer then you're entitled to unfair dismissal rights. And so if you feel that you have been dismissed on trumped up allegations, there is employment tribunal case law that challenges your employer to prove that your employer acted in a reasonable manner at the time the decision to dismiss you was made. Why? Because many workers were on the receiving end of bullying bosses who could pretty much do and say what they wanted to their employees, dismiss their employees and do all of this without ever facing challenge about how the decision to dismiss was arrived at. But employment tribunals opened up the possibilities for employees to challenge the reasons for dismissal put forward by their employers. And now we have case law. One of the key pieces of law that governs this type of dismissal is wrapped up in a test called the Birchall test. Birchall spelt B-U-R-C-H-E-L-L. The Birchall test. And the test came into law following a live tribunal case called Birchall versus British Home Stores. And you remember British Home Stores, a big department chain that was on the high street. The Birchall British Home Stores case came into the tribunal in 1978 and remains one of the key cases that tribunals have to consider when your dismissal comes about because you have been accused of some form of misconduct. So to put this into context, last week we looked at unfair procedures But this week, your employer has conducted a fair procedure and you have been dismissed. But you have questions about the evidence used to dismiss you. And this is where the Birchall case can help. So, Miss Birchall works for British Home Stores as a store assistant. Mrs L, who was a work colleague of Miss Birchall's, 
bought a pair of sunglasses costing £6.99 from a branch of British home stores where she worked. £6.99 in 1997 being worth about £39 in today's money. So a fairly expensive pair of sunglasses. The sale was authorised by Miss Birchall, but when the sale was checked, it was found that Miss Birchall had actually sold Mrs L a cheaper pair of sunglasses at a higher price. Now, on its own, this incident wasn't sufficient enough for British home stores to have a reasonable suspicion of misconduct on the part of Miss Birchall. However, Miss Birchall admitted that she knew the true price of the sunglasses and Mrs L later alleged that she knew of three other occasions in the past that Miss Birchall had sold cheaper items at a higher price. These two admissions made the employer suspicious of Miss Birchall's conduct and on the balance of probability which is the test of guilt employers and tribunals follow, on the balance of probability, British home stores believed that Miss Birchall was guilty of dishonesty and she was dismissed from her job on the 28th of October 1977. Miss Birchall then filed a case with the Industrial Tribunal, which was later renamed the Employment Tribunal. The case was filed for unfair dismissal. Now, originally, the tribunal found that Miss Birchall had been unfairly dismissed because, it was said at the time, the employer had not done enough of an investigation to provide the employer with the evidence that Miss Birchall had committed an act of misconduct that was serious enough for her to be dismissed. British Home Stores then appealed the tribunal's decision because British Home Stores believed that the employer had done as thorough an investigation as possible under all the circumstances. The Employment Appeals Tribunal, or the EAT, agreed with British Home Stores and ruled that British Home Stores did not need to investigate the allegations against Miss Birchall from a criminal prosecution standard and also that the investigation British Home Stores did undertake was reasonable enough to provide British Home Stores with the evidence it needed to form a reasonable belief about Miss Birchall's conduct and about dismissing her. The tribunal also said that it is not the job of an employment tribunal to decide whether the employee is guilty of the allegations, but only that of deciding whether the dismissal is fair based on the employer's reasonable belief at the time and after conducting a reasonable investigation. The Birchall test doesn't require the tribunal to believe that the employee was guilty of any misconduct. No. The tribunal had to look at what the employer knew at the time of making that decision to dismiss Miss Birchall and whether what was known at the time was reasonable enough in all the circumstances to dismiss Miss Birchall. Even if later on, Miss Birchall or any other employee was able to prove their innocence. 
In short, it's what the employer knew and did at the time that counts. So you may be asking, how does this help you? Miss Bircher was found to have committed misconduct, she was dismissed and the tribunal eventually agreed that there was enough evidence there to dismiss her. So why are we looking at this case? Well, the Birchall test is actually a very powerful test that you, the employee, can apply to the way your employer treats you when there are allegations of misconduct against you. And that's because if you are dismissed and you bring a case to tribunal, the employment tribunal will expect your employer to explain your guilt about the misconduct on the balance of probability. And to get to that point, the tribunal will expect your employer to answer three main questions. Firstly, can your employer have a reasonable belief that you are guilty of the alleged misconduct? Now, this is important because if allegations against you are trumped up and you can show how or why then you can challenge your employer's position that your employer had reasonable belief that you were guilty of the alleged misconduct. So, for example, you're accused of stealing something at work, your employer believes the allegations to be true, and later you are sacked, only for it to be discovered that on the day that you are alleged to have stolen the items, you were not at work that day. So how could your employer have had a reasonable belief that you committed the theft? That is the critical importance of reasonable belief. It's well known that colleagues can pass on damaging information about you to your manager for all kinds of reasons. But it is the responsibility of your manager or the employer to investigate the information in a reasonable way before deciding whether it is reasonable to believe that you may be guilty of the allegations. The second question is, did your employer have reasonable grounds upon which to base that belief that you are guilty of the alleged misconduct? Now, this is important because it challenges the employer to look at the quality of the evidence it has gathered for use in deciding whether you are guilty of the allegations. So, for example, if your employer's evidence is based solely on what your employer might think or believe about you, or what a colleague might think or believe about you, A tribunal may rightly think that your employer has given weight to personal opinions about you and a tribunal might think that personal opinion is not enough on which to base a view about whether you are guilty of alleged misconduct that could lead to your dismissal. And that brings us on to the third question of whether your employer arrived at the decision to dismiss you for the misconduct after conducting a reasonable investigation. And this is important because no one should lose their job for alleged misconduct if their employer has not done a good enough investigation, which has then provided the evidence which the employer can use to dismiss you. So just to recap, 
If you're facing misconduct or gross misconduct allegations for which you could be dismissed from your job, your role in the process is to make sure your employer can reasonably believe your guilt in relation to the allegations, that your employer has reasonable grounds for that belief and that the decision to dismiss you was arrived after the employer has conducted a reasonable investigation. And with these questions in mind, if you're lodging an appeal against your dismissal, then you investigating your own answers to these three questions and identifying any faults or weaknesses in the employer's conduct of your dismissal, well, that's where you focus your attention for the reasons or the grounds for your appeal. So if, for example, you find out that the employer didn't conduct any investigation into the allegations against you, then that would become grounds for appeal. And you go through the three questions in this way, collecting and gathering information that you believe proves that your employer did not have a reasonable belief or reasonable grounds to believe those allegations were true about you and to then dismiss you. And that's it for this week. Having looked at unfair dismissal through the lenses of unfair procedures or poor investigations, in our next episode, we look at how you can challenge your employer regarding whether dismissing you was the only choice the employer had at the time. Was it reasonable to dismiss you even if the employer found that allegations against you were true? So that's next week's episode. So remember to listen in for that. You can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this week's episode. And remember, you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your friends and colleagues. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now.